The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Ritan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, it's that time of year. It's the holidays, and, that's, and uh, Macy's is getting out in front of it. They're using a Black Friday shopping beacon to get your attention and get you engaged and get you in the store and, more importantly, buying stuff. Uh, it's a new in-store contest leveraging Beacon technology, which, are, which is a focus also on Pinterest. It's going to be showcasing deals and a mobile-enabled shopping list. Uh, they're calling it the Macy's Black Friday walk-in and win game. You can get a sneak peek at Black Friday specials on the Macy's Pinterest page and build a shopping list from their mo- on your mobile phones from Macy's.com. And then you can go shop directly on Thanksgiving Day. Shoppers at more than 700, 700 Macy's stores who have the retailer's mobile app on their phones will receive push notifications. That's the beacon stuff I was talking about, which is triggered by their proximity. Um, they'll have a chance to win instantly a uh, million-dollar Macy gift codes and other prizes. And uh, you have up to five times each day for a chance to win. Just another way, again, to get you into the store, get you engaged with the brand, and hopefully drive some sales. So keep your eyes out for that, especially if you're a Macy's shopper. Our first profile today is the bag borrow and steal sister. It's an online maven looking for a big bag and a low price, and she may be at Macy's this holiday as well. There's a lot of these women out there, 46 years of age, high school grads, employed part-time parents. Um, with your average income of about 41000 They're really attracted to bargains. Um, in fact, they'll even go into stores they don't normally shop because of sales. They'll travel an hour or more to factory outlet store, and they head right to the clearance uh, rack. They are interested in fashion and concerned about their appearance. They love to switch things up. Novelty and change is good for them. And they're easily swayed by others, they say. Their friends' opinions of stores and brands really matter to them. They love to spoil their children and generally just enjoy shopping, whether it's for themselves or for their kids. At retail, they're shopping Marshalls, Lane Bryant, Victoria's Secret, Walmart, Target, J.C. Penney, Old Navy, and Talbot. They're driving Dodge, Chrysler, Volvo, and Chevy. Um, in Mud, Chloe, Liz Claiborne, Lane Bryant, and Victoria's Secrets are all brands that they really enjoy. When it comes to media, parenting, Us Weekly, Good Housekeeping People, and Glamour are all big. They're watching E, TBS, HGTV, uh, and Oxygen, and Lifetime as well. My guests today are all about travel, and that's, in fact, that's their specialty. Um, Carolyn Caseglia is the Vice President of Strategic Sales and Account Management for North America Amadeus. Amadeus uh, provides technology to the travel industry, everything from booking to pricing to ticketing. And Mike Ray is the CEO of Tourism Cares, which is the charitable arm of the travel and tourism industry. And they're here today to share 
an insightful new white paper and study on philanthropic profile of today's American traveler. The insights are going to surprise you, I think. They were surprising to me. Um, and if you're thinking about that spring break trip and wanting to book it now, you're definitely going to want to stick around and listen to what Mike and Carolyn have to say. More when Purse Strings returns after the break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com, that's S-P-Y-F-U.com, and start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. My guests today are Carolyn Caseglia. She's the Vice President of Strategic Sales and Account Management for North America of Amadeus. Now, Amadeus provides technology which keeps the travel sector moving from initial search to making a booking, from pricing to ticketing, from managing reservations to managing check-in and departure process. Pretty much anything you'd ever want. And joining Carolyn today is Mike Ray. He's the CEO of Tourism Cares, which is the charitable arm of travel and tourism industry, and I'm excited to have both of them on the show today. Welcome. Thank you, Maria. Thanks. So happy to have you. Yeah, it's great to have the both of you on today. And before we dive into everything, and especially about why you all are here today, uh, talk a little bit about Tourism Cares. I know, Carolyn, you're a board member. Mike, you're the CEO. You're very intertwined there with Tourism Cares. And you really landed on a niche in the marketplace that, Maybe not, maybe really isn't so niche after all, which is what we're here to talk about. So thanks, Maria. Um, we, Amadeus got involved in Tourism Cares pretty much at the beginning. It was around 12 years ago. It was after 9-11. Um, I think some of the tour operators had the idea of bringing together the travel industry and really the heart of, to protect the heart of travel um, by doing these restoration efforts to 
uh, restore historic landmarks, destinations, things that are important to us, not only uh, us, but our children and our children's children, so that they get to enjoy the same things, the monuments, the historic places that we got to to, uh, experience. So we started at Ellis Island. And we did a restoration event there. And then we, we pretty much blanketed the country with, uh, restoration events from Mystic Seaport in Connecticut to Louis Armstrong Park in New Orleans after Katrina. Um, most recently we did a, a renovation of the, uh, historic place in Miami, believe it or not, called the Miami mm. Marine Stadium. Uh, we did Virginia earlier this year, a uh, 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 restoration effort at the Journey to Hollow Ground, which was uh, an effort where we planted trees for each of the Civil War, War soldiers to honor them uh, because many didn't have proper burials. Uh, we've done uh, things like uh, historic places in, in Nevada, um, our recent event that we uh, just concluded was Williams, Arizona, along Route 66, and mm-hmm. the grand, spectacular Grand Canyon restoration. So it's been uh, it's been a, a long journey, but a very meaningful journey uh, to bring together to harness the power of the travel industry. Whether it's a company like Amadeus, a technology supplier, or a tour operator, or a cruise line, or a car rental company, a hotel company an insurance company, uh, it's very meaningful for all of us to get out there and just to roll up our sleeves. And and whether you're the CEO of the company or you're an entry-level employee of the company, to be working alongside each other to help preserve the, the heart of travel. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Some really amazing things that you've tackled. And it really is about accessibility. You've made these opportunities more accessible to people uh, who want to have that kind of travel experience. Do you feel this is a kind of that smaller world that we're all living in today that's been driven by technology and, and frankly fueled by millennials and Gen Zs who are seeing fewer restrictions on travel anywhere in the world? Yes. Um, well, let, let's face it. There's more people traveling now ever before to exotic destinations. We're all seeking exceptional experiences and, and it's all about being connected. You know, travel is so personal. Um, it's about creating experiences, creating different memories. And technology touches all parts of travel. It gives us the ability to be connected, to stay connected, um, throughout the journey from the planning processes to actually jumping into your journey and then on the way home. So, um, what's, what's, what's really the travel, uh, Connected travel very much resonates with millennials as well. They're embracing technology and connected travel more than any other generation. So um, that's that's definitely a part of the growth of uh, international travel and, and journeying abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, Tourism Cares has come out with the results of your study Good Travels, the Philanthropic Profile of the American Traveler. And in that study, you affirm that doing good is good for business. Can you expand a little bit on that notion? So it's not, uh, it's not only the, the millennials that it resonates with. It's, it's really part, it's all about all different gen that, that resonates, uh, this type of CSR resonates with. 
So we as a company, for instance, Amadeus, and many of the partners who support Tourism Cares are proud to really let our consumers, our customers know that we're part of this because we're finding that that our, our customers, especially if they're millennials, are very much interested in the corporate and social responsibility causes that we're involved with, in and with and that our employees are involved, not only that the company's involved, that the employees are involved as well. And, Mike, if you want to add to that based on some of the research that we've done. Yeah, I mean, the research sheds a lot of light on, on this, and it's, and it's sort of doing good is good for business on a couple levels. I mean, we found that, uh, I mean, overall, we found a little over half of all travelers surveyed said that sometime in the last two years they'd given back in some way. So whether it was volunteering, whether it was an in-kind donation of, of supplies or cash, and, and this is self-reported, uh, and it's over two years, but, you know, this is something that the marketplace cares about. And then we dug into those 55%, and we found that 34% um, think that social factors are important for the company uh, and their corporate social responsibility when they're making buying decisions. Um, so on one level, uh, doing good is good for business because your clients care. But on a whole separate level, it's especially important for travel in that, that doing good as, a, as your product, as the experiences that you are crafting as a hotel or a destination or a tour operator, you know, the research shows that, that there was a high interest in interaction and, uh, and that those who gave back uh, felt that their contributions and their engagement with communities uh, contributed to their trip satisfaction itself. So, mm-hmm. so not only are they looking for companies doing good, they're looking for companies offering special giving and stewardship experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to your point, it's not just enough to visit the destination, although there's a lot of travelers out there that just want to go to really exotic destinations, but it seems like these travelers, especially the ones in your study, are understanding and seeking out ways to assist the community, so that's actually a, a forethought that they want to go and assist the communities that they visit. Um, in your opinion, what's prompted this change in mindset? Is it maybe just being a little bit more aware that the dollar spent during a vacation actually has an impact? Absolutely. I mean, there, there's a lot going on here, and it's, it's actually pretty exciting, and probably you and many of your listeners sort of this resonates with them uh, at home and in their households and their businesses. Um, certainly some of it is greater awareness of inequality. Um, certainly some of it is, especially when you're traveling abroad in certain destinations, uh, some of it is indeed the, the ability for your spending to impact the community. But I also think it also it's a reflection of the broader trends towards social impact that we see here at home. Um, so uh, there's a new philanthropy. There's a rise of donor advice funds. We have Giving Tuesday that's more and more popular coming up after Christmas, the Monday after Christmas. Uh, we have things like social enterprises and B Corps. Uh, and we just have, I think, social awareness and social engagement and giving back sort of valued more uh, than ever before. So I don't think it's surprising that, that we would all carry that sentiment uh, overseas when we, when we travel. And, Maria, if I could add to that as well, um, interestingly enough, prior to this uh, white paper that Tourism Cares Commission with companies like Amadeus and Amex and others as partners, Amadeus itself, we, we put out a lot of white papers, and we released one earlier this year called Traveler Tribes, 
And it's all about uh, not so much the demographics, but the psychographics of the, the traveler. And it's, it's amazing how, like, you know, it kind of like baby boomers will blend into millennials because of the way that we behave when we travel. So two of the tribes that pop out and really resonate with, with this uh, latest Tourism Cares research are the cultural purists. Um, and as well, the ethical traveler. So with cultural purists, it's all about seeking, seeking these new native, native experiences. So, you know, immersing in a foreign culture, having an authentic experience, being a, a sight doer rather than a sightseer. Um, and really and truly, it, it, it's really any age because it's an ageless uh, type of traveler. They're all adventurous. So this type of travel that we describe in this paper, volunteerism, really resonates with these cultural purists, as well as the other tribe which I mentioned, the ethical traveler. And that's really, they're very conscientious. And they're, they're, they incorporate uh, volunteering into everything they do, whether it's community development, sustainability activities. Um, they really want to uh, get in and learn about the local economy and local tourism and, and how their travel impacts. So it's very interesting mm-hmm. how this all comes together. Mm-hmm. Truly, really. And it, it kind of leads into my next question, which is about interactions, um, which brings a different level, of, kind of a different meaning to the experience. It's not just about your dollars while on vacation having an impact, but that that immersive experience, I think you were talking about, Carolyn, that people wanting to do rather than just to see. Can you expound on a little bit the interactive nature that many travelers are seeking? I think um, Mike and I just had a, a great conversation about um, one of the uh, many suppliers that we work with um, uh, in terms of Mikado. And Mikado, as a, a, a tour operator operating in Africa, uh, actually offering tours, supporting the actual local youth, the community centers, um, highlighting that on their tours. And there's many operators and many cruise lines that we work with that are developing this type of interactive experience. I think you may have heard that Carnival Corporation has created a new brand called Fathom, which is exactly that. They're going to take um, cruises into the Dominican Republic and have an authentic experience giving back to that local community and creating beyond just that cruise experience, you know, ways to support the uh, educational uh, needs of, of the community and, and beyond that. And, Mike, I'm sure you have a lot more you can add. Yeah, I mean, indeed, it's all about, I mean, travel. I mean, before uh, my career in philanthropy, I actually studied the anthropology of tourism. And uh, whether you're just going for fun or going for, you know, going to uh, an ashram or or going for some sublime experience, um, authenticity drives a lot of travel. And uh, it is about interactions. And sometimes it's immersive, sometimes it's less so. But Mikado is is a really good example, Mikado Safaris. Um, one of the things that Tourism Cares does in addition to workforce development and supporting destinations in need is just promoting good corporate social responsibility in the sector. And our research is part of this, Good Travels. Um, but last year we actually uh, launched a corporate social responsibility awards program in Mikado One. But mm-hmm. as we uh, did the research on Mikado Safaris, they have survey data from travelers. Now, if you're going Mikado Safaris, you're going for the wildlife and for Africa. 
Um, but if you look at individual experiences, whether it's Ambrosella Game Park or Gorgoro Crater, um, the trip to the community center beats any individual game park in terms of the experience and the satisfaction from travelers. So that's not why they're going, but as a highlight within that experience, it's tough. So it is about different kinds of interactions, and it's about connection, and it's it's no longer um, acceptable for this generation, and part of it, some of it's going to be mindset, some of it's going to be just communications and awareness about information. It's not good enough to just to go somewhere and see. Um, you want to know that you're making a difference, whether it's your spending. You want to learn, and you want to learn about the animals, but you also want to learn about the community and the needs. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think that goes back to some of the earlier comments about how we're also looking at our, our homes as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this is all great information. We have a lot more to tackle. We do have to squeeze in a quick break. Um, so everyone out there listening, stick around. We're going to have a lot more from Tourism Cares and Amadeus in just a moment. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investments. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. I've been chatting today with Carolyn Casaglia. She's the Vice President of Strategic Sales and Account Management for North America of Amadeus, which is a true partner to the travel industry, everything from initial search to bookings to pricing and ticketing and all of that good stuff. And joining Carolyn is Mike Ray, CEO of Tourism Cares. We've been talking a lot about millennials really fueling this this new travel experience, but as one of you mentioned a little bit earlier, it's not just millennials. This really transcends all types of demographics, but when it comes to affluent travelers, travelers with families and boomers with disposable income, how are these each of these groups kind of embracing this philanthropic approach to travel? So, um, Maria, I'll talk a little bit about families because it's, it's quite um, interesting 
how families use this type of travel doing good to pass on their values to their children. And Tourism Cares did an event recently in 2014, the Miami Marine Stadium, where we did the restoration of, of that historic icon, which was built for powerboat racing in the 1960s, but left pretty much to decay when Hurricane Andrew came through South Florida, Category 5 hurricane. So um, what was interesting was we did our first family day, and it was a huge hit. Um, the, 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 the folks couldn't get enough of bringing their children in to help with this restoration uh, event of this historic icon. So families, um, in general, what we learned from the, the uh, research, uh, are contributing at least 38 volunteer hours, which are um, a, it's a, a wonderful way to engage their children. And about fi- uh, close to 50% are planning on doing this type of give-back give travel where they can engage their children, lead by example, um, and really, you know, look at how that affects the communities in need. And, Mike, if you want to jump in. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we looked at, we pulled out three, or the data pulled out three demographics that, that sort of had interesting um, nuances in terms of how they view this. Uh, the affluent, um, even more than then millennials have place a premium on what a company is doing in terms of giving back. Uh, they place a, a premium on giving back in terms of their buying decisions. And they, especially with a, a plus 7% from 48%, feel that their giving and spending and traveling and donating should benefit the communities that they're actually visiting. Um, but for families, um, not only is there, there's a strong interest in this in terms of volunteering, but what we also found is that um, families are using this as a way to start discussions around need and giving back and stewardship in communities after the trip. Um, so they're, they're using this, they're giving again, they're having these different conversations. Uh, and we see this, um, we saw this at Miami Marine Stadium, as Carolyn said, and I see this. Um, I volunteered with my daughter at a food bank a couple of years ago, and it was one of the best days of our, of our life. Um, it was mm-hmm. especially meaningful. And uh, I'm here in Las Vegas at the Signature Travel Network Conference, and there's an executive here that just recently said, every time I travel, I want to do something with my kids. It's not just going about and looking. And then he also said, it's actually hard to find and find a place that does it well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you know, with with that kind of, you said it was one of the best days of your life, and I'm sure those are the kinds of experiences that are being replicated through this travel. So as a result, do you think that these types of trips have forever changed the travel industry a bit. We're going to be seeing fewer pleasure seekers and more do kind of do good travel um, in the future. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to see a range. Um, and this is where I think somewhere we say that, uh, um, that we, we surveyed people that did not give when they traveled, and we say, at least somewhere in our paper, that that's fine. You know, not everybody, there is a time and place to get away from it all and have nothing to do with anything that's going to worry or bother you and recharge. Um, but I do think that, uh, Carolyn mentioned Fathom.org, the new impact travel uh, cruise line from Carnival. Um, you've got Crystal Cruises that does a lot of volunteering. You've got Lindblad Expeditions and Abercrombie and & Kent and others that are, are old pros at engaging clients in a myriad of ways. And it's not just volunteering, it's in giving. It's in thinking about needs. It's in giving back, and including dollars. It's about follow-up. But I do think that, um, and, and I think just an a informal sort of focus group of folks that have come to us 
We do not, um, you know, we do many, many volunteerism for industry professionals like we just did at the Grand Canyon. Um, but we're not a volunteerism company. But um, just ga- uh, gauging the from the number of companies that have come to us in the last year and said, hey, could you, you're pretty good at this. Could you help source volunteer opportunities for clients? Um, I think it's safe to say that, that this is a trend that we will see, see grow. And, um, you know, one of the big takeaways from our research and the call to action really is that as this is happening, we should make sure we're doing it well and effectively as opposed to poorly and harmfully. Mm-hmm. 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 We, we talked a little bit earlier about the communities benefiting from this type of travel. Um, and, uh, you know, it has helped their economic growth as a result. Um, you know, do you feel like communities can just be authentic and, you know, what they are is what they are, or do you feel like this is forcing some communities to offer a different experience? Maybe it's helping boost a more structured opportunity for the travelers that visit them. Are you seeing that kind of impact on these communities that people visit more often than not? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, this is the heart of it all, right? Um, which is because it's really not, I mean, the big, one of the big criticisms about volunteerism is that it's about the traveler and the volunteer and not the community. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is really, really the heart of the matter, which is, you know, you've got the, the, the very positive, productive, economic, global engine across borders of the travel and tourism industry. Uh, and irrespective of, volunteer, you know, there's an impact there just if you weren't doing anything in the community except sightseeing. But I think when you take it to the next level, and if it's a site visit or volunteering or an extended volunteering um, activity, there's there's really a premium uh, that's going to be placed on communities to care for themselves, to to work the power dynamics so that they support their communities, uh, perhaps through non-governmental organizations and nonprofits, um, to engage appropriately with travelers and travel companies, um, and then and then on the upside to design. Um, to design experiences and structure, as you say, experiences and, and trips that that um, are are effective, that are productive and support the community. And then I think the real trick here is how you do this at any scale. Um, you mm-hmm. know, going and looking at Angkor Wat, depending on just the infrastructure, is scale is not a horrendous problem, but I think it's it's getting worse and worse in terms of just crowding it in global hotspots. Um, but I think when you're talking about interacting with a community and something that is a little bit more sensitive socially, uh, it gets harder to do at scale. So I think the real trick is doing something that works for, for all parties involved, uh, that is truly a partnership as opposed to sort of just another product. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this has been around for a while, so it's not like it's it's a new thing, but it's starting to really catch on. Have you seen um, certain cities or certain countries where this has really become a a powerful force, maybe more than others? So, uh, Maria, we did, Tourism Cares did our first global outreach project a couple years ago, two or three years ago. We went to Peru, and we did a restoration of the ancient marketplace on the way in Cusco, on the way to Machu Picchu. And what was interesting about it was the locals even got involved while the teams were there painting and restoring the marketplace. And so much so that a sister organization sprouted forward 
called Therese Moquita. So that lives on, and that we couldn't ask for anything more perfect mm. than that scenario, where we go into uh, a, a local um, destination, we foster this sense of giving back, and then the local destination takes it on. So that was really, really exciting for us. Um, this spring we were in Madrid at the uh, World Travel and Tourism Council Conference, and Tourism Cares did a, a special restoration of the, the huge park uh, in Madrid, Retiro Park. It's like the central park of New York, but it's Madrid Central Park. So we planted trees there, and the whole community came out. A lot of the university students came out to help. And we also went into this uh, Barrios de las Letras, where the uh, the famous Spanish authors, um, some of their poems were inscribed um, in copper and in brass, and right in the road, right in the, the different pathways. So we were cleaning that up. We were shining those letters up, and I, and I, I was... We were all there together, and I remember with one of our Tourism Cares board colleagues, uh, he and I uh, had the experience of, of talking to a lot of the locals, and they were coming up to us saying, you're from America? We should be doing this. <laughs> so it was really interesting, you know, that, that it made them think, you know, that they could get involved and help in their community and do simple things like um, cleaning up the, the planting trees and cleaning up the letters on the road. And, there, yeah, and I and think that, on the cons- I think no, on the consumer ahead. side, I think on the consumer side, um, you see uh, uh, longstanding players and, and veterans in this space, where you where you think where you find the intersection of of strong tourism and strong need. So we mentioned Mikado Safaris and Abercrombie and Kent and others that are are very experienced and committed um, to doing this and doing it well in Africa. Um, you look at a place like Southeast Asia. Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, there's some incredible organizations there, including a nonprofit called Friends International that um, both runs uh, social enterprise uh, training restaurants for street children in Cambodia. I think they have a, a, seri- a global uh, chain now of eight, and they're really, really remarkable. Uh, but at the same time, they're major advocates, and they started the Child Safe Tourism Campaign that's now gone global and also works with UNICEF. Um, to campaign against orphanage volunteerism and orf- orphanage tourism. So, but they have found an especially effective way to both be an advocate for safety and security, but also find productive ways to engage tourists uh, and the mm-hmm. global tourism community. And then um, you find that in Galapagos with Limblad Expeditions. And then one area that we're exploring, which we're, we're really excited about, and we've made some strong steps, but there's a long way to go, is how all of this plays out after a natural disaster such as we had last April mm-hmm. in Nepal with their earthquake. Because um, that is a space where um, volunteerism can have great benefit in terms of bringing first tra- travelers back for the purpose of rebuilding. Um, and scale maybe is less of an issue because there's a lot to do. Um, mm-hmm. But it is it is an environment, it's sort of a more fluid operating environment where giving and volunteering can be really important but can also be really um, harmful. So so making sure that, that recovery tourism and recovery interactions and engagement go well and as well as possible, especially in that kind of a fluid environment, is, is something that we're starting up and we think, um, sadly, uh, that it will be something that we'll have to pay attention to for a long time. Right. Well, it's... it's um clearly 
uh, not a flash in the pan, <laughs> and it has significant impact, uh, just not only now but in the future, and it's very exciting uh, what Tourism Cares is doing and the impact that you and Amadeus have made in the marketplace. And for people listening today, how can they best get involved in this type of travel if, if they're interested? Yeah, I mean, there, there's lots of different ways to get started. Um, we work with the U.S. Tour Operators Association, and many of their members work in this area, um, and they just provide excellent trip opportunities around the world and domestically as well. So the U.S. Tour Operators Association is a great resource. Um, there's a group called the Center for Responsible Travel, and for anybody that's really wanting to learn more, they have a Traveler's Philanthropy Handbook, which is just an amazing read and covers everything from giving to giving out pens and site visits and volunteering. Um, certainly anybody that's really interested in this should just train their eyes and minds in terms of travel and engagement in communities and needs here at home. You can do it. You can do it with your family. But just sort of open your eyes and be attuned. And some of that will translate when you, when you travel to other communities or even overseas. And then uh, the travel industry is certainly vast. Um, it's not just cruise lines and hotels. It's gear. It's technology. It's services. Um, so Tourism Cares, we're building a community of, of organizations that do good business and good giving together and realize the benefits and power of that. Um, so anybody can certainly come to us, can join us. We're a membership organization, uh, and, and we're building a community that's really learning a lot uh, together and applying it. And Carolyn? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I would say um, as a consumer of uh, different types of travel experiences, um, look on the Tourism Cares websites and see the suppliers that are supporting Tourism Cares because those suppliers also um, have their own give back experience uh, projects and tours and cruises, etc. So look at all of those companies and support those companies who are supporting this type of uh, travel for good. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for being on today, and I uh, do want to make sure everybody understands the resources out there. There's many, many resources that can help you get engaged. You can also go on to tourismcares.org to learn more as well. Mike and Carolyn, thanks for being on the show today. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Travel well. Thank you, and thanks to my producer, Joy George, and join me next week for another edition of First Drink, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.